Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Friends, Romans, and sports fans, lend me your ears. The Indianapolis Colts continue to get big-name free agents. After signing former Chargers QB Philip Rivers to a one-year $25 million contract and trading the 13th pick in this year's draft for San Francisco's defensive tackle, DeForest Buckner, they sign former Pro Bowl Minnesota Vikings corner Xavier Rhodes to a one-year deal. Rhodes, however, was hampered by injuries in 2018, and his productivity declined most definitely in 2019. We'll see what happens. In other news, a week into free agency, Jadavian Clowney still has not signed with the team. The oft-injured, but still effective pass rusher, that is when he's on the field, has so far refused to budge on a demand for money that so far no one has been willing to meet. Oh, yeah! This! is the Catch My Eye podcast. Begins on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. We will always have mercy on your ears. All you who listen, profess yourselves enemies to all other joys which the most precious square of sense possesses, and find that this alone felicitates your dear highness's love. Amen. Alright, good news for a modern man, at least for modern Clippers fans, that the news has come out this week that, hmm, Steve Ballmer has bought the Forum in Inglewood from Madison Square Garden Company for $400 million. That pretty much means that stadium is going to, er, excuse me, not stadium, arena. The new Clippers Arena is pretty much going to get built. Because that was the the big... Uh, it was the big opposition to the arena. It's coming from MSG and James Dolan. Alright, so we will discuss that. But first, we do need to get to the quiz question. And now I prithee, take off thy dunce cap, put on thy gown of wisdom, because it is time for the quiz. Yes, the quiz question had to do with the first ever Dodgers-Angels game, in which the Dodgers lost 6-5 to in the preseason in Palm Springs, California to the Angels, and we were wondering, or we were asking the question, who was the former president 
that was in attendance at that Palm Springs uh, uh, game before the season began, the first ever Dodgers-Angels game back, way back in 1962, the answer to that question would be Dwight Eisenhower. Now, maybe I didn't make this clear. I thought when I said foreign president, I meant foreign president at that time. I did. I, uh, my dad thought it was going to be foreign president just as of right now, so basically anyone not named Donald J. Trump. Uh, but no, I meant foreign president at that time. And that's why I didn't give you any multiple choice questions, because I pretty much meant either Harry Truman or Dwight D. Eisenhower, and it was Dwight Eisenhower, the guy who was in charge of the U.S. allies, or not the U.S. allies, the allies, in World War II, right, then becomes the 34th president of the United States from 53 to 61, of course, and his vice president, of course, was Richard Nixon. That was the distinguished guest who was in attendance. Now, I'm not really sure why he bothered to attend some random preseason game. <laughs> I mean, the, the Dodgers and the Angels, this 6-5 to five game in Palm Springs. I guess it was kind of a big event, at least in Palm Springs, since it was sold out. But still, maybe he was around there at the time. I don't really know. All right. We do want to turn to the fact that back in 1962 the Dodgers who did not of course make the playoff as I said before because they lost that in the heart-rending fashion game three in 1962 so but I do want to point out that the Dodgers that year in 1962 they won 102 games. That means, now, I don't know what this, maybe they didn't win 102 games because it says right here that they won 102 and lost 63. Obviously, that adds up to 165 games. Oh, that makes sense, obviously, because they had the three-game playoff. But still, that means in the regular season, they went 101 and 61 and they did not go to the playoffs. It's kind of mind-boggling, right? Because right now, baseball is discussing about whether to ha, expand the playoffs. And that would very likely mean that under 500 teams would be getting in the playoffs. And uh, you know, for more money, more games, right? But still, uh, I don't know. Under 500 teams and it's it's good to have more playoffs than just the World Series. You would be good to have you know get the hundred win team at least the hundred win teams in there, right? <laughs> uh, but still, uh, under five hundred teams, that would probably be a fairly decent likelihood. Still, not a good idea. Major League Baseball. Now, nineteen sixty-three. <laughs> Dodgers did make it to the World Series. They do, but now they did not win 100 games. They went 99 and 63 this that year. But 
I'm going to ask you about this 1963 season. By the way, the second World Series win in what the they came in 58. So that's five years. So they came in with a bang. Even though they kind of rebuilt it, uh, the boys of summer were all gone. I mean, beginning of 19, uh, the beginning of 1963, January 24th. Excuse me, April 1st. They were they sold Duke Snyder to the Mets. I mean, he was he was barely hanging on by a thread at that point. And it was it was pretty amazing that they they in fact when they came in 1958, the Dod or the Dodgers deliberately held on to an old an aging team just because they were full of stars and they felt mm, we gotta you gotta have these stars you know sell tickets like, if we just bring in a bunch of guys from Montreal then nobody knows right they don't know they don't know these Dodgers they know the Brooklyn Dodgers the boys of summer as Roger Kahn called them right so they actually held on for an extra year and they sh they shouldn't have if they hadn't been moving to Los Angeles but they turned it around really quickly, as evidenced by the fact that they won in 1959 against the White Sox, and then in 1963. Now, I'm going to ask you what every true Dodger fan should know, right? I mean, who were they, Pete? Who were they playing in the 1963 World Series, and who and how many games did they take to beat the American League team? All right. So email the answer to me at catchmyeyepodcast at gmail.com C-A-T-C-H-M-Y-E-Y-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com And please, if you just remember, it, you can get a free tie if you're the first to email the answer to me. How many games did they take to beat the American League team that they played in 1963? And who was that team? Now, off we go to the acquisition of the Fabulous Forum in Inglewood by the Los Angeles Clippers. Yes. So, it's pretty much all over. All this litigation, trying to get to stop the Clippers from James Dolan and MSG and Irving is off. The big music guy, who's also in charge of the forum, a huge campaign to uh, prevent the Los Angeles Clippers from building their new arena right next to the Rams Stadium, SoFi Stadium, that's going to be opening. And this, well, the NFL season starts, right? Maybe you're earlier that earlier than that with maybe a concert. I don't know what their schedule is, but it will be opening later this year. But, ah, uh, and the, so it's going to be for $400 million and just, you know, for kind of $400 million, let's just put it this way, Clippers got bought by Steve Ballmer for $2 billion dollars of course, this is, he's just buying the form for $400 million in order to build the his new arena. Uh, so that's going to you know, cost a hell heck of a lot more. Uh, to So he's really sinking a lot of money into this arena. 
course, LeBron James is estimated net worth is right now is around four hundred and fifty million. <laughs> so basically, he just the uh, Steve Ballmer just you know goes, eh, I'll just I need to buy a new arena or I need to get a build a new arena for my team. So yeah, shell out, shell out for four hundred million dollars. Uh, then we can, you know, get. Then we can move ahead with this. Quit with all this tiresome litigation, right? Just buy your way out. Of course, Steve Ballmer is not worth. Le ain't, not anywhere close to worth to LeBron James. He's actually worth forty-four point six billion as of right now, according to Forbes. Of course. I mentioned his net worth some time ago on a previous show. I think it was around $60 billion at that time. Of course, the stocks went way down, as everyone knows recently, because of uh, the coronavirus. So, yes, I would love to lose approximately $6 billion. <laughs> And, yeah. Oh, yeah, to past, past two weeks, I've lost $6 billion. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, and then I'll just shell out $400 million. To get rid of this troublesome Knicks owner. But is this not great? Permark Stein, the MSG company, addressed this sale shortly after it was made public. This is the best resolution for all parties involved, and we wish the new owners every success, the group said in a statement that the group that is being MSG. And it will. They're gonna keep. Apparently, the Clippers are going to keep be keeping the form open. Still have you know, concerts and stuff in there. Th then they will be able to schedule it, uh, the the form schedule and the Clippers schedules. So that, you know, they don't have stuff on the same day. Therefore, you're not gonna have big traffic jams and stuff. And of course, the Clippers have a pretty fairly low-key statement. Steve Ballmer goes, This is an unprecedented time, but we believe in our collective future. We are committed to our investment in the city of Inglewood, which will be good for the community, the Clippers, and our fans. But the thing I want to concentrate on is James Dolan. And he's maybe a little bit... Now that he's made $400 million, off of this thing, off of trying to, he's basically forced, because he's been working so hard with all this litigation, just put a bunch of uh, <coughs> uh, traffic in front of Steve Ballmer, he's then been able to get 400 million out of, uh, out of Steve Ballmer, which is a pretty darn good deal, right? I mean, he bought way less than that. Uh, they said in course, the rhetoric is quite a bit different. Before they agreed to sell the state, uh, the arena to Steve Ballmer, and now it is after with wishing ever wishing the new owners every success because 
New York Daily Mail some time ago, uh, July 17, 2019 to be exact, by Stefan Bondi and Nancy Dillon. New York Daily News article, a big thing about James Dole and this lawsuit, whole loss, all these lawsuits and stuff. And, yeah, it says that they... Spent a hundred. They spent a hundred million bucks in renovations. That's what they claimed, though, in one of the depositions for all these lawsuits, it was that amount was actually pegged at forty million. So, I don't know how much they went to buy the, um, how much they spent to buy the farm. But heh, the city of Inglewood apparently loaned uh, the for loaned Dolan and MSG eighteen million dollars to buy the forum. So he got a pretty sweet deal <laughs> to get Steve Ballmer to buy this forum thing for four hundred dollars just so he could build his own arena. The state-of-the-art arena for the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, it's a pretty darn sweet deal. But after this New York Daily News article came out, it 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 did not paint James Dolan in a fairly great light. They talked about how he was backing the in this past election. They, he, they tried to run. Uh, they backed a mayor, Mark Little. A, he's a conservative Republican. He got creamed in the election. He just got 18% of the votes to butts. Inglewood is a big Democratic area. But they said that they just spent 700,000 to 900,000 in uh, for this guy, Mark Little's campaign for mayor to try to oust James D. Butts. Of course, butts. Got a push from Balmer. <laughs> they also have. They're also backing this. A group. Of course, presumably that money is now going out of the toilet. Or into the toilet, excuse me. For that group. Because they're. Th that. This group that. The, now the mayor and the Inglewood claims it's just a front group. There is no real, real community group. But MSG has been backing this group's this community group's lawsuit against Inglewood and the LA Clippers to try to stop them. The it's it's this group irate says that the Clippers Arena would destroy local businesses and impact thousands of residents with air pollution, traffic congestion, noise construction, and more. And so MSG have been funding this irate's lawsuit. They also have been making donations through a third party, I might add, to this another community group, Uplifting Wood, which does seem to be a legitimate group, by the way. Uh, and because they they sued uh, either the Clippers or England, I'm not sure which. You're trying to stop this arena from being built, and they lost. 
but yes, MSG has admitted to that. The and by the way, I apparently according to this New York Daily News article I rate website offers no phone number, address, or identities of members or leaders. And but the mayor says there's one group called irate that has no living people associated with it. We don't call it a community group. So obviously Mr. James Dolan has been playing at all the stops. Of course he spent a lot of money in ads, litigation, etc, etc, etc. He's more than made up for that with this $400 million deal. And after this article came out, Madison Square Garden company issued a statement on the New York Daily, New York Daily News article saying, this is uh, July 17, 2019, that today's Daily News story is just the latest example of their egregious personal attacks on Madison Square Garden. Below is the statement MSG provided the paper, which they refused to run in full. It is, com and then it, it's a fairly long statement, and then the best part is they put a couple pictures of the Daily News Editor-in-Chief, Robert York, as well as the Tribune Publishing Company, Tribune Publishing CEO, he's Timothy Knight. Apparently they own the Daily News. <laughs> but... Then they go on to say it is common knowledge that the Daily News has a vendetta against MSG. This is attributable to a disgruntled former employee that was fired by Mr. Dolan from his position at Newsday. That employee was Timothy Knight, who is now CEO of Tribune Publishing, the owner of the Daily News. This story, based on cherry-picked portions of a deposition that grossly misleading, is just the latest evidence of how low they are willing to go with their attacks. Whew, perhaps the story's most absurd claim by Daily News Editor-in-Chief Robert York is that there is no truth to the claim of a vendetta by anyone toward Mr. Dolan or anyone at MSG. Which anyone who scans the Daily News knows is totally false. And this time it's blatant disregard for the truth. This didn't just result in an attack on MSG. It misrepresented the entire Inglewood, California community which MSG has been proud to be a part of since 2012. That being when they bought the farm. <laughs> Goes on. The fact is, there is widespread concern across the Inglewood community about the proposed Clippers Arena, with thousands of Inglewood residents actively voicing their opposition since the day the project was announced. Residents have raised several serious concerns about the project's backroom dealings, its devastating environmental impacts, and the way it would overwhelm the surrounding neighborhood with traffic and force out residents. MSG really supports efforts to give voice to residents who are otherwise being ignored and shut out of the public review and approval process for this project. We continue to stand with local residents and organizations working to protect their neighborhood. You wouldn't know any of this from reading the Daily News, of course, which was much more focused on writing an epically overwritten hit piece than in conducting even the most basic journalism. But then, that would negate their entire premise for this latest character assassination, which was the point. To understand what's actually happening in Inglewood, we recommend you read these articles.
And then they give a bunch of articles, of course. Presumably that they're not particularly, uh, you know, not very great for the Clippers and MSG, including Barbara Broxa tells Inglewood residents she'll fight Clippers Arena. Sealed court documents show Clippers' plans for Inglewood Arena had discreet beginning. On and on and on. Well, now they're wishing the new owners every success. Okay. It's all over. No more community voice. They don't care about that anymore, right? Because <laughs> they got their $400 million. Okay. I think that's enough. And by the way, just so you know, go ahead. Investigate it. Read the New York Daily News article. See if the Madison Square Garden is correct. I will say, though, that the person, I, I will give credit to the person who wrote it, uh, Kimberly Kearns. She did give her contact, email, and uh, phone number at the bottom of this oh, Madison Square Garden Company statement on the New York Daily News. I will give her credit for that. But, of course... Also, of course, it fails to mention the fact that, you know, all the jobs that this this project's going to be providing to Inglewood fails to mention, at least according to the, to the New York Daily News, like there's 20% poverty in Inglewood. You know, there is, there maybe is a problem with gentrification. You know, there is potential drawbacks, loss of affordable housing, but can't, they also just can't keep the status quo and leave everyone have a lousy keep everyone in a lousy neighborhood and try not to you know put a better face on Inglewood right and kind of make it a better place to live clean it up so there you go there you go and I'm sure from now on MSG will be the full supporter of the Los Angeles Clippers and that awesome arena help will give Inglewood a hundred million dollars to spend on you know, to help Inglewood and all the jobs that it will provide. We'll see if they enthusiastically back it just as much as they've fought it. That is until again until they until they've got their four hundred million. All right, before I get out of here, I do want to thank uh, the Blessed Trinity and the Holy Family, uh, my guardian angel, my patron saints Francis Xavier James the Greater. My family, my grandmother, and my uncle. And finally, Brian Seaman, Adam Osland, Noah Eagle, and Michael Madden. All right. Tomorrow is Friday. Therefore, we will not be speaking to you tomorrow. But we will come back to you on Saturday. Until then, Bon Suelo. The Catch My Eye podcast is dead, my lord. That's but a mistake. You lords and noble friends know our intent. What comfort for this intervening time shall be applied. Nevertheless, your present business is general woe. Friends of my soul, you the gourd state sustain until we meet again a few days from hence. 
Email catchmyeyepodcast at gmail.com. I have a journey, lords, shortly to go. My master calls me. I must not say no.